This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Kay from Unleashed. And today we have a wonderful guest. Very excited. Kristen Kaldahl. And uh, she deals with agility training. She's an award winner. And she's going to tell us all about it. Hi, Kristen. Glad you're here. Hi, Cheryl. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So give us a little background on how you got involved in this, because I find it fascinating. I think it's wonderful for animals. It gives them something to work at, and then we could go through, do they really enjoy it? Okay, yes, and boy, do they ever enjoy it. How did I get involved in it? I got a rescued American Eskimo. We got her from a shelter, and when I got her, one of the th- I just wanted to get into some dog sports, and I was thinking of doing obedience because as a child, I had done obedience with a collie. And I thought that it would be fun to do that again as an adult with this new uh, American Eskimo. And when I went to an obedience instructor, she told me to go look at agility. And there was an agility trial in the area. So I went and checked that agility trial out and it looked like so much fun. And that's how I got into agility was first with my American Eskimo rescue. And then my next dog I got was a shell and sheep dog named Aslan. And then from there, I have gotten pretty deep into the sport and have competed at the national levels for two, 20, you know, it's been, tw- I've been in the sport for 20, over 20 years now. And it's just, it's a fantastic sport. It's great for the dogs. It gives them not only something to do, but exercise. The training is all play. It's fun. There's very, we don't use punishment in training because you want your dog to run as fast as possible. And if they have to worry about making mistakes, they slow down. So the dogs just love the game. And for the people too, it's great exercise, great socialization. Yeah, you run alongside them, right? We do. We run alongside our dogs. And if you can't run, you can still do the sport. People have a feeling that you can only do the sport if you can run. But there are people in wheelchairs, people on crutches, all sorts of people that can do this sport. It's just an all around good sport. There aren't downsides to it. So yeah. And do the dogs love it? My dogs quiver on the start line with anticipation to go. They are so excited to run that course. Now, how does it now in the training, I know they sell agility kits that you could put in your backyard. Do you do section by section? Because they must memorize what they have to do. I mean, I've seen them in videos and on television. They go here, they go there, they jump, and then they come back. I mean, I saw one video with this little dog. He did not pay attention to anything, but he had so (laughs) much fun. The crowd went wild. Yes, yes. Actually, that's a great question. Every agility course we walk onto is different. So the dog has never seen the course before. We train the dog to each individual obstacle, which is actually kind of one of the easier parts of training. The hardest part of training is to teach the dog to read our body cues, to know to turn left or right or really sharp or really wide so that we can teach our dogs how to read our bodies. And we tell our dogs through that how where to go on the course. 
So the dogs can be taking a jump and see three obstacles beyond that jump. And we have to tell them which obstacle to go to. And we have to do it in basically there's a millisecond of time where the dog needs that information. And we have to be able to have our bodies perfectly in line to tell them where to go next. So there's no repeats. When you go to these courses, they are all different? They are all different. The handlers get to walk the course in advance so that we know how to make our dogs move around the course. But the dogs have never seen these courses before. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And the dogs are running full speed. And some of the dogs are, are slower than others, but the top dogs are running seven yards per second. So the handlers are having to tell them where to go very, very, very quickly. It's super fun. It's just, it's a high, it's an adrenaline rush for both the handler and the dog. That's amazing. So now the cues you use for your dogs, are they universal or it's just since you know your dogs, you know what they respond to? Well, that's a good question too. It's not universal. Some of it is kind of universal, but generally speaking, each team uh, will have their own set of cues, their own way of communicating. And also the different schools you go to will teach things slightly differently. So it's a combination kind of of both. We do have the same types of of maneuvers, like a handler would do something called a front cross, which is where they cross in front of their dog, or a rear cross where they cross behind their dog. These things are kind of universal, but the some of the cues you give, the words you give, how you cue that cross can change from region to region, from school to school, and from team to team. And then they get praise after, correct? Oh, yes. <laughs> lots of cookies, lots of toys. Whatever the dog likes is reward. That's what the dog gets. Okay. Now, do you teach agility training? I do. I have my own school, uh, City Dogs Agility. And um, I've been teaching since, ooh, what, 2004. So it's, it's been uh, quite a while, but I am a professional agility instructor. And where are you located? Oklahoma City. Oh, okay. All right. Um, because, you know, it it's really has come on the scene because, you know, I think it's good for dogs who have anxiety and it's good for dogs who just need, you know, really good exercise. Because, you know, if you, if you live in an apartment and you want to take a ride out or there's some kind of a place that has a field where you could practice this stuff, but it has become very popular in the last few years. And you've been doing this for 20 years. So where have we been? <laughs> It's, it has become super popular in the last few years, and it is good for dogs who have anxiety, especially if you're going into the beginning classes, the very, the very beginning classes. There are even classes out there called confidence classes where you can go and, and do some um, really simple work on agility equipment to build a dog's confidence, even if you never intend to compete. You can go do some of these confidence classes or some of the just for fun classes out there. Oh, I would imagine that they love to run and jump and and plus it's social. They get to see other dogs, right? Exactly. It's social. It's social for the dogs. It's social for the people. It's just an excellent all around fun sport. What are the majority of the uh, breeds of dogs that you think do this? I mean, you know, a little, you know, a hot dog, I hate to call them hot dogs, but, you know, a hot dog without a bun, you know, it would be pretty hard for them to jump some of those jumps. But I know they love to run. Yes. And I have seen dachshunds compete. There's a dachshund in my region who I think just recently retired, who's a legend, uh, has been doing a this. A legend? Sport. A legend 
has been doing the sport for years and years. Fantastic little dachshund. So I apologize for saying a hot dog. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> It's it, it gives a good it gives a good image. <laughs> um, but yes, there are really I had a, a three pound chihuahua in my classes. And then there's a local competitor who runs who runs a Great Dane. So you can have a vast variety of breeds. And what people don't realize is mixed breeds can compete in agility in all venues now. So mixed breeds are just as welcome as the breeds. We love, we love the mixes. So basically any dog that is physically capable of uh, competing is sound, is of a, a decent weight, is, is just uh, able to follow commands, and any dog can do agility. Wonderful. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We're talking today with Kristen Caldall and... Uh, she is the uh, resident expert on agility training and competing. Be right back. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, the death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy, and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, we're back. And I wanted to ask you, how did you find this? How did you find this? Because it is a sport. Everybody's running and, you know, huffing and puffing. Where did you first see this? I mean, 20 years ago. Yeah. How did this come upon your plate? I was, I had my, my obedience instructor told me that I should check out agility and told me about a local trial. And I went to it and saw the teams competing and saw how much fun they were having. And 
I wanted to do agility. It just looked like such a blast. This was probably in 1997 or 1998. Wow. Now, when you go, I mean, you're in the back and then the dog that's up, he or she is out there doing the course. There's no other dog on the course when this happens. Right. Teams run one at a time. It's just the the dog and, and their human partner. And at the end of the course, when they finish, they leash up their dog and the next team goes on the start line. Okay, so it's not like your dog is seeing the dog before them. They can see them because I'm usually standing at the ring gate. So my dog can see the dog running, but he's leashed. He's under control. And actually, I'm having my dog watching me. I don't want my dog to be watching the dog ahead of me. So I am working focus with my dog. So me and my dog are getting in the zone, learning how to talk to each other and staying focused on each other rather than the team ahead of us. I don't even watch the team ahead of me run. Okay. I'm all about my dog. Okay. And you've, like you mentioned before, you have seen the course. I have seen the course. Yes. My dog has not. (laughs) Okay. And of course you wear sensible shoes because you got to run. Most of the, yeah, most of the um, handlers are dressed for running, dressed in, in athletic wear, athletic gear. Yeah, this is a pretty athletic sport. Although, like I said, even people in wheelchairs and things like that can do it if they teach their dog to move and run from them at distance. Okay, so when you first started to teach your dogs, would you do one part first and then keep going? I mean, I would imagine once these dogs get into it, They want to go full blast. They don't just want to do a jump or go through the tunnel. And then they have, I think they have that where you go up like a slide. You go up on the top and then it comes down and they run down it. There is an A-frame where they they run up a ramp and then they run down the other side of the ramp and there's dog walks. You actually have to teach each obstacle individually. So you don't start sequencing the obstacles very quickly in most cases. It will depend on what your goal in agility is. If your goal is to compete, you have to get your foundations down quite strongly. So you don't really start sequencing all the obstacles together for a while. You need your dog to be able to do the obstacles safely. Safety is a big deal in agility. And you will go to your trainer who will teach you how to do it safely. This isn't something you really want to train on your own in your backyard. Because you can make some uh, pretty bad mistakes that can injure your dog. And right. so you, you need to have somebody who can guide you on how to train this properly and safely. And you have to go through the foundation work. Like with any sport, like with basketball, where, where you will spend hours and hours just learning how to dribble. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with agility. You have to spend hours and hours learning the very basics of the sport. Before you even start sequencing. Now, I see that you have a new book coming out. Congratulations. Best of luck. And this is your experience in the sport. And also, I guess, trying to get people wet their appetite because the more the merrier. Correct. Yeah, it's it's actually a fictional story based. It's an own voices book, which means that it's a fictional story. But the author has experience in what the story is about. 
So my book is an own voices book on two levels. One, the main character in my book is a 14-year-old girl who gets a kidney transplant after dialysis. And uh, she's also got a mobility disability. And I do too. And she decides to get into agility, even though she can't run well. And that's how I am as well. And so the story is own voices both on I know what it's like to be a teenager with a kidney transplant. And I know what it's like to be a, a disabled agility handler. So, but it is a fiction book, although the dog in the story is Aslan and I owned Aslan. And so the character of Aslan in the book is very much based on my dog, but my dog was never owned by a 14 year old teenager or went through the things that Aslan in the book goes through. Now, Aslan was what type of dog? A Shetland sheep dog. He was this teeny tiny little guy. He was a nine pounder, very small Shetland sheep dog who was just the most amazing little guy on the planet. I know everybody's dog is the most amazing. And everybody is right. (laughs) Everybody is right. Exactly. I believe that your dog is the most amazing dog for you. (laughs) Yes. And now the name of the book is Running Joy. Yeah, it's Aslan Running Joy. Yeah, available pretty much everywhere. Okay. That's wonderful. Now, tell us a little bit about yourself. You touched on the fact that you are, how would I say that? You have a transplant. Yeah, I have a kidney transplant. And I got that when I was 13. I was diagnosed at 13 with kidney disease, went on dialysis for nine months, and then got a kidney transplant from an unknown donor. Back then, you wouldn't know who your transplant donor was. And it lasted for 31 years, allowed me to go to college. I mean, I just had this this fantastic life. It failed the very weekend a perfect match kidney came in. And I got my second kidney transplant, which is going strong. I think I'm on your... Not quite. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's that's really is wonderful. So a shout out to all who are listening. It's a good thing on your license to check that box for organ donor. And with kidneys... As with, I think, a liver also, these are live donations. You don't have to be gone to give them up. So that's wonderful. I wish you lots of good luck. Thank you. Yeah, my organ donors are heroes. Uh, Their their families are heroes. And they will be remembered by me and my family for probably generations to come. Now, do you have a website if any of our listeners want to contact you and get any more information? Sure. My website is kristencaldall.com. That's spelled K-R-I-S-T-I-N-K-A-L-D as in dog, A-H-L.com. That's wonderful. So they could write that down. And if they forget it, they could contact me at unleashedtalk at gmail.com and I will gladly pass it on. And it was a thrill to have you here. I mean, it's such an interesting event. And I think it's absolutely wonderful for the animals. I know, like you said, they really enjoy it. But I think it would also be very good for animals to gain trust with their owner. I mean, I guess you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't rescue a dog in the next couple of weeks, go out and do this. But I think it's really wonderful to have some kind of job for the dog. And they're doing it with their owner besides just walking them on a regular walk. Yes. And there are other dog sports. If your dog isn't suited for agility, because some dogs, not all dogs absolutely love agility. Some dogs have calmer personalities. They may like doing nose work or dog. Some dogs are water dogs. They may, they may like dock diving. There oh, are that's a new thing now too. They yeah, love that. 
Oh, yeah. that is wonderful. <laughs> How far they could go. It's it's really like diving, except it they're is. doing belly flops. <laughs> it is. And, and those dogs that do that, many of them love it. So you find this dog sport that your dog enjoys and that you enjoy and you dive right in. So not every sport is for every dog, but there's there's more than likely a sport out there for your team. I really appreciate you taking time away from your uh, daily uh, dig to uh, talk to us because I think it's very interesting. Right now, I have a cat and I grew up with dogs. I had a tricolor collie. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful dog. And I would like to get another dog. And that would be something that I would like to do with the next dog that I get. So to all of our listeners, the name of the book is Aslin Running Joy. And Kristen, I wish you lots of good luck in all areas. And I thank Thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I want to thank my listeners. I want to thank Mark. And I want to remind everybody to live life unleashed. Till next time, thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.